48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm out as well. The headlines. Hong Kong is on alert amid a pneumonia outbreak across the border. Police come under fire for the rounding up of hundreds of people in Causeway Bay yesterday. And two people are arrested on suspicion of possessing firearms and ammunition. A woman has been placed in isolation at Chumun Hospital after falling sick following a visit to Wuhan, where officials are rushing to identify a mysterious illness they fear could be similar to SARS. A hospital authority source told RTHK that the woman is in a stable condition and her test results for SARS and bird flu have come back negative. On New Year's Eve, officials in Wuhan announced that several clinics and hospitals in the city had received patients suffering from pneumonia and the cause was not A human rights group has described the rounding up of more than 400 people during yesterday's anti-government rally as arbitrary arrests. Most of the arrests were made all in one go on Hennessy Road in Causeway Bay and the police have admitted that some of those detained were likely to be innocent bystanders. Civil rights observer said three of his team were among those arrested and he called the arrest completely unreasonable. The comment was echoed by Civic Party leader and barrister Alvin Young, who said there must be strong grounds for officers to make the arrests. Yesterday, there were massive number of turnout uh, on the street. We are talking about over a million people. And given 30 minutes or 45 minutes for people to go home, that was completely ridiculous. It was basically like a trap. I cut your protest short. I demand you to go home within an unreasonable period of time. And if you fail to do so, you will be arrested. And what was the point? Was it not a trap? The Civil Human Rights Front the Civil Human Rights Front has condemned police for cutting short its anti government rally yesterday after clashes broke out on the sidelines. Vice Convener Eric Lai said the move was disproportionate given that a million people joined the rally but only a small number were involved in clashes with police. How disproportionate is the police assumption that the small scale of disruptions or obstructions of a small spot and cause the whole rally to call off and But on the other hand, there are still thousands and hundreds of people entering Victoria Park in Causeway Bay. And suddenly they call off. And how would they create a proper danger and proper safety for the people other than in one time? Banking giant HSBC has condemned the vandalism of the two copper lions outside its central headquarters, calling it inappropriate and unreasonable. The statues were splashed with red paint and set alight during yesterday's rally. Walls of the High Court were also graffitied. Police are following up on the cases. The chairwoman of the Confederation of Trade Unions says is encouraging that over a thousand people joined newly formed unions during yesterday's rally. The pro-democracy unions have emerged since protests broke out in June. Carol Ng called on more people to join, saying this was the key for the labour sector to influence upcoming elections. She said the majority of trade unions were traditionally pro-establishment, meaning pro-government legislators were usually elected unopposed in the labour constituency. Majority of the uh, registered unions in Hong Kong, they're still massively pro-establishment. So what we need to do is asking the public, if you consider to form your union now, you have to do it now. And we need maybe another 450 unions in order to try to have the capacity to try to get more seats in different election avenues. 
Police have arrested a 62-year-old man and his wife, who's 61, on suspicion of possessing firearms and ammunition without a license, as well as other offences. A spokesman said they received a report of guns in a flat at Chim It. At Shamshopo's Lycock estate, police seized six suspected pistols, four suspected revolvers, 86 bullets and handcuffs. Neo-Democrat Ben Chung has become the first district council chairman of the new term, taking up the leadership role in Sai Kung. He got the job unopposed. Deputy chairman is longtime independent democratic councillor Francis Chow. Following the landslide support for pro-democracy candidates in the district council elections, Mr Chung, who's 31, says they bear the high expectations of the public. He said he hoped to foster closer ties between the council and the community and help mend social rifts. An IT expert says the volume of people trying to take part in the tourism board's New Year's Eve online lucky draw may have triggered spam filters or firewalls from email service providers. Many people complained they never received the verification code needed to register. Francis Fong, honorary chairman of the Hong Kong Information Technology Federation, says some codes went into people's spam folders while others never arrived. When there are over 1 million people joining the game, they're sending over 1 million emails out to different mailbox. But there are major providers like Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, etc. They may be receiving tens of thousands of emails in less than an hour. And this will trigger the alert of the spam filter or even the firewall that it may be like some kind of attack. And then they will be blacklisted by this email provider or even some other online service provider. Rescuers in Taiwan are searching for the chief of military staff and two others who went missing after a helicopter crash landed in a mountain near Taipei. The defense ministry said the helicopter was carrying 13 people after taking off for a routine mission to visit soldiers in northeast Yilan County. The ministry said 10 people have been found alive while rescuers searched for top officials Shen Yiming and two others. Mainland human rights groups say at least five lawyers and rights activists have been detained by police and several others are missing in what they describe as a new government crackdown on dissent. The roundup reportedly began a week ago. Here's the BBC's Viv Marsh. According to statements from the two groups, the wave of detentions targeted rights lawyers, academics and other activists who'd met privately in Fujian province earlier in December. One rights group said those detained were suspected variously of subversion or provoking trouble. They include Ding Jiaxi, a veteran pro-democracy activist and disbarred lawyer who's advocated working within the Chinese system for political change. Another activist is reportedly on the run after posting a New Year message urging his compatriots to take action to change China. Thousands of people in the Australian state of New South Wales have been fleeing coastal regions ahead of an expected upsurge of wildfires. There are traffic jams on main roads and queues at petrol stations and supermarkets. At a press conference, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said everything was being done to help those in need. Right now, the focus, as I said at the outset, is to fight these fires and to get people to safety. That's what we're focused on. That's what the state agencies are focused on. That's what the Commonwealth is doing through the Defence Forces and many of our other agencies to lend everything that can be done to get that operational response in place, to get help to where it's needed, to get people to places of safety and to sustain the firefighting effort. 
Severe flooding in Indonesia's capital as residents celebrated the new year has killed at least 16 people, displaced tens of thousands and forced an airport to close. Monsoon rains and rising rivers submerged at least 169 neighbourhoods and caused landslides on the outskirts of Jakarta. The Australian Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says he'll ask Parliament for immunity from prosecution in three cases in which he's charged with bribery and fraud. Mr Netanyahu, who's denied any wrongdoing, said the charges against him were politically motivated. He made the announcement in a live television address. I intend to ask the Knesset Speaker, according to the Article 4, to let me implement my right, my duty and my mission to continue serving you for the future of Israel. I intend to ask because I'm sacrificing my life to you people of Israel. But there are people who, unlike me, did commit grave crimes and they have lifelong immunity. They're just on the right side of the media and the left wing. His main rival, Benny Gantz of the centrist Blue and White Party, said the Prime Minister was attempting to make himself above the law. The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the acting Prime Minister of Iraq has agreed that Baghdad will continue to uphold his responsibility to keep American personnel safe following the withdrawal of supporters of the Iranian-backed militia from the U.S. Embassy. The popular mobilization forces had appeared ready to besiege the compound that were persuaded by the leaders to leave. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Asha. You have delivered your message, the Popular Mobilization Forces told its supporters who had threatened the safety of the American Embassy in Baghdad, the biggest U.S. diplomatic mission in the world. Many had spent the night in tents outside the compound in what had looked like the start of a lengthy siege, but now they've heeded the call of their leaders and pulled back, some regrouping just outside the green zone that houses the embassy district. Their anger remains undimmed, though over U.S. airstrikes on Sunday that killed more than 20 members of one of the Iranian-trained militias that make up the popular mobilization forces. The latest episode in the shadow conflict between Tehran and Washington. Pope Francis has apologised for slapping the hand of an exuberant admirer at St. Peter's Square in Rome as he was greeting children and pilgrims. The Pope had just delivered a New Year's message in which he denounced all violence against women. A video captured the slap as the BBC's John McManus reports. In it, a woman seizes Francis's right hand as he walks past and drags him towards her while trying to speak to him. A look of surprise and pain is evident on the Pope's face before he angrily slaps her hand, then turns away with a scowl. Today at the Vatican, the pontiff apologised for losing his patience and setting a bad example. But his ideological enemies within the church, who've often sought to paint Francis as a ruthless dictator, have claimed that the Pope's public mask has slipped. Business and financial news factory activity on the mainland has expanded at a slower pace, pulling back from a three-year high as new orders softened. This Chaixin Market Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index for December eased to 51.5 from 51.8 the previous month, missing analysts' expectations that the reading would hold steady, but it remained above the 50 mark that separates expansion from contraction for the fifth consecutive month. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was set 28,483, 294 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $48 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.71 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 29 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung.
The basketball world is paying tribute to former NBA commissioner David Stern, who died on New Year's Day at the age of 77. He had been in a serious condition after undergoing emergency surgery last month following a sudden brain hemorrhage. Stern masterminded the NBA's global expansion during his 30 years as the league's longest-serving commissioner, from 1984 to 2014. NBA legend Michael Jordan said Stern created opportunities that few could have imagined before. Current Commissioner Adam Silver called him one of the most influential business leaders of his generation. Stern brought a league that was plagued by drug problems in the 1970s into mainstream popularity in America and around the world. 150 international games were staged under Stern's leadership, and he helped to make basketball. Arguably the world's most popular sport after football. Also on New Year's Day in the U.S., the baseball world is remembering one of its famous names, Don Larson, the journeyman pitcher who threw a perfect game and the only no-hitter in World Series history, has died of cancer at the age of 90. Larson did not allow a base runner when he helped the New York Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers in Game Five of the 1956 World Series. The Yankees went on to win the title that year. Despite his famous feat, Larson retired in 1967 with more losses than wins through a career that lasted 14 years. Now let's run through the results from Wednesday's English Premier League. Leicester City's impressive campaign continued as they dominated Newcastle, winning 3-0 at St James's Park. The win kept Leicester second in the table, ten points behind Liverpool, who play tonight. Third place Manchester City defeated Everton 2-1. Chelsea remain in the Champions League places despite dropping points in a one-all draw at Brighton. Arsenal beat Manchester United 2-0. Southampton's revival. Continued with a 1-0 win over Tottenham. The Saints have taken 10 points from a possible 12 over the holiday period. Ralph Hasenhurdle is their manager. The first pressing line until the last line. We we are very committed in the moment. Um, everybody is very brave, always on the front foot, uh, want to to push the opponent away from the goal. And and even if you win the ball, try to play football. It's not easy against such a strong side. But I think if you are brave, then you deserve to get something. And today we we got a lot. There was a winning return for David Moyes at West Ham. His second spell in charge of the club ended with a 4-0 win over Bournemouth. Aston Villa moved out of the relegation zone with a 2-1 win at Burnley. Watford defeated Wolves 2-1. One place off the bottom, Watford are now five points clear of Norwich, who were held to a one-all draw by Crystal Palace. And as you look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong is on alert amid a pneumonia outbreak across the border. Police command a fire for the rounding up of hundreds of people in Causeway Bay yesterday. And that's the news from RTHK. Show me who you are. Don't need no fancy cars to put down your credit cards. Kisses are better than caviar, baby. You hit the mark, and it's so damn good when you're on my body, kissing me like you should. 
And welcome to the One Two Three Show. I'm Sadia Usmani. Happy New Year! I hope you had a great day yesterday.、Um, we kicked off the show today with Fleur East and Favorite Thing, and my thanks to Phil for the morning brew. He's back after a nice relaxing Christmas break. And on the show today, we're talking New Year's resolutions. And without a doubt, there is someone out there who has set themselves the task to lose weight. <clears throat> It just might be me, but anyway, we won't talk about that. My guest just after one thirty will be Miles Price, a functional medicine specialist, clinical nutritionist, and a wellness master and food consultant. To the Four Seasons Hotel Group Asia, he'll be talking about the ketogenic diet. And after two p.m., I'm checking out some of the New Year's resolutions people set themselves, as predicted by artificial intelligence, and how some of those resolutions may 
have changed since last year. So we might actually be making up a whole new set already. Anyway, we're going to be talking about that a bit later on. And before that, here's Kylie Minogue. And I can't get you out of my mind. <laughs> 